New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. Network. It's five o'clock on the Mountain Time Zone. Thank you for being with us. Good to see you, Space Cowboy. Glad you're here. If you're watching this on a replay, feel free to chime along and chat along and comment along, even if or if you're here live, of course. And if you're here watching on a replay, hey, please feel free to drop your comment as well. We'll be sure to respond as we are able. Folks, this is the good news. It happens every Friday evening at 5 o'clock Mountain Time. It's an opportunity to get together and share the good news stories to remind us that we're really all making this thing work together and have some good stories to take into the weekend. I, I trust you'll be able to use at least one of these in conversation throughout the weekend. So if you have a good news story, that you'd like to share with us or you think we should be covering, please send us an email, goodnews at ntmedia.org. That's goodnews at ntmedia.org. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. May the night, the night sky touch your soul. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> and if you're in the northern parts of North America, Wayne, uh, it sounds like... Uh, there could be some uh, high activity for Aurora Borealis in the North Country this year, uh, this evening, this weekend, over the weekend. All right, enough of that. Yeah, let's get into our good news stories of the night. First up tonight is a story that we've been following because last year we reported on this story. And this year we're here to tell you that the people are moving forward. State utilities in California are preparing to launch a pilot project to cover California's irrigation canals with solar panels. Now, this is all based on research in a paper that was published last year by Cal uh, University of California, Santa Cruz. Uh, we reported that on that here on the good news. And they're going to move forward. What we're getting is a 500-foot curved canal section. That's an artist's rendering that you see there. And near the town of Hickman, California. And then a second section that will be a mile long. It's in a straightaway near Ceres. Ceres? Ceres? I'm not sure how you say that. Uh, so the study last year found that for every megawatt of solar energy generated, 
during Turlock's 290 days of average sunshine, the pairing of panels over canals could replace 15 to 20 diesel generators. It's called Project Nexus. The work's slated to begin in October. They've got $20 million in funding. And along with the preventing of evaporation, they're reducing the land clearance needed for solar farms and boosting green energy output. The canal-mounted panels have the added benefit of longer functional lifespans as well. A water underneath the panels keeps the bottom of the panel cooler so they don't burn out as quick. Uh, this is not a groundbreaking idea. Uh, the idea actually began in the state of India in 2014. There was a pilot project that covered 750 meters of canal space. Uh, and they, they were totaling 100 megawatts of power in that. So we know this works. And we know that UC Santa Cruz said this is going to be a game changer. And the state of California is moving forward. Good deal. Congratulations. Great, great work. In another story that we're following, a Los Angeles-based nonprofit, Food Forward, we've talked about them before. They've been rerouting food and keeping it out of the landfills. Well, they've passed the mark where they have now successfully rerouted over 250 million pounds of food and have delivered that fresh produce to food insecure communities. Based in Southern California, Food Forward have mastered the logistical challenges of rerouting produce destined for landfills into the communities that need it the most. They work with a refrigerated food distribution center in Southeast LA. The group has over 350 direct partners coordinating food, uh, food donations. And they've currently so far been able to make uh, donations into six counties, six other states, and two tribal nations. Their CEO, Rick, said, we understand workflows well enough. We understood efficiencies. We understood the network and how food flows through the L.A. area and the contiguous county in the region. We are all kinds of under this umbrella, feeling like the last 10 years for food forward was a dress rehearsal for the pandemic and what's coming next. Good work. Thank you, gentlemen, ladies. Food forward. If you're in the Southern California area, please support these folks. Help them. Uh, let them know that uh, we appreciate what they're doing and, and that you know, they're doing great work. This is good stuff. All right. Next up tonight here on the Good News. Now, folks, most of what we get, we get from the Good News Network here. This is no different. This story, however, I've found on a number of places. So we're going to give the Good News Network the first credit because that's where I found them. Uh, however, this story spreading like wild, well, like styrofoam and sunlight. Yes, because that's what it's all about. Polystyrene. Uh, their a uh, team of researchers have found that using UV light, sunlight, they can turn polystyrene into a chemical that is found in seaweed. This is DPM, diphthalmethanol. I can't say it. Uh, <laughs> the molecule that is in aquatic plants, it, it can be used in drug development, polymer manufacturing. Uh, cosmetics, fragrances, other things like that. Now, this is that indestructible plastic that you get in everything. It comes in everything. It pack, it wraps up your TV. It, it, they, it, you can't get away from this stuff. However, 
this team by finding a carrier chemical, as it were, uh, and using just UV light, they're able to break it down into another chemical that they're able to sell. Uh, see, often this stuff, if if anybody tries to recycle it, it, it it's so cost cost prohibitive that it, nobody will take on trying to recycle it. Well, this could be a game changer. And you know what? I get a lot of credence to this because this is coming from Virginia Tech. And if you know Virginia Tech, which I don't, but I do know that there is a professor there that we've reported on many times, Professor Lau, Liu, Liu, L-I-U, excuse me. We've had a number of reports on this program of the work he's done in chemical technologies, and he's behind all of this one as well. We're going to leave the notes. Uh, Greg Lau, Liu, Liu, Greg Liu, L-I-U. I hope I'm saying that. I'm sorry, Greg. I know I'm not saying that properly. Uh, but... Currently, he says, currently the main method for recycling polystyrene uh, yields a product that is often too low quality to make the process economically viable. But he and his team, and this, this study was published in the journal PNAS, they have economic viability to re recycle polystyrene. Pretty cool stuff, if you ask me. Hey, here's another interesting story I found. There's a company that's making T-shirts out of T-shirts. Well, they're trying to, at least. Uh, now, the world today has become ubiquitous with uh, cotton T-shirts. Whether you're trying to raise funds for a nonprofit like we do, uh, having uh, uh, trying to raise money for your band uh, and selling merchandise or, or any idea out there, we sell a lot of, make a lot of, Cotton T-shirts, and a lot of them end up in landfills. Well, the, the company, this company is out of the UK. They're called T-Mill, and what they're trying to do is get you to recycle your cotton T-shirts. And you can buy T-shirts from them. They have a marketplace. You can become a seller of T-shirts. You can create, excuse me, you can create your own T-shirt store. Now, a lot of people do. Uh, there is a lot of concern around fast casual clothing and we wouldn't want to be printing hundreds and tens of thousands or even just hundreds of t-shirts that we're not going to use. And that's the problem with casual, casual, fast casual clothing. So what Teespring does is they put a QR code on the tag of every t-shirt and they'll give you an incentive if you send it back to them when you're done with it. So you go to a, you go to a trade show and they give you a t-shirt. You don't like it. You're not going to wear it. That happens all the time, right? Take that t-shirt home, scan the QR code. They'll give you an incentive to send them the t-shirt back. They'll recycle it using it in a new product. What a cool idea. I don't know if it'll catch on, but it's a cool idea. So let's give it a little love. Head on over to tmill.com. Say hello. Check out what they're doing. Or visit thegoodnewsnetwork.org. There's also a great video here at the bottom of the article. And again, we leave all the links to all of our uh, shows, all of our stories in the comments for our program. So check that out. There's our great friend, Diego, and producer extraordinaire sharing with us the links, goodnews.org.
O-R-G. Check that out. Hey, I'm Robert Brzezinski. This is the good news. I'm going to take a quick break here and uh, let you learn a little bit more about some of the things that go on around this network. And grab a drink of water. We'll be back with more of the good news in just a minute. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. This is New Thought Media Network. We'll be right back. with more of the good news here on the New Thought Media Network. Reverend Robert with you here on a Friday night. Got a little lost in my script there, folks. Forgot to tell you about this other great story. So we'll just put it right back into the chart right here. This is, for anybody that's ever had uh, any knee injury, this is like, oh, the holy grail coming through. Uh, researchers have developed a new hydrogel that can be used in knee and cartilage replacements, uh, predominantly in the knee replacement, <laughs> and it could be in the hands of surgeons by early 2023. Knee pain, uh, probably one in uh, estimates are that over 600 or over 850 million people worldwide suffer from joint pain and cartilage injuries. Uh, this is pretty groundbreaking. Uh, the report I'm looking at here says that of all of it, uh, the, when the gel is stretched, the cellulose fibers resist pulling and help hold the material together. When it is squeezed, the negative charges along the rigid polymer chains repel each other and stick to water, helping to spring back to its original shape over a thousand times uh, more life uh, lifespan over traditional cartilage. Uh, this is amazing stuff. I'm going to encourage you head on over to the website goodnewsnetwork.org. Give those folks the love and appreciation they deserve and check out this story. It is pretty important stuff that's going on. We'll keep following these stories and follow up uh, as appropriate moving forward. All right. One of our other great uh, sources that we use a lot is Sunny Skies, sunnyskies.com. We really enjoy, uh, and they have a lot of the human interest stories. And this one I saw earlier in the week and it caught my attention. Uh, Melissa Ralph is a 20-year-old college student from South London, and she's competing against 40 other finalists to be crowned Miss England in October. Now, if you take a quick look at that sash there, it says bare face top model. Melissa is the first Miss England contest ever to make it to the finals. Totally makeup free. 
She says, quote, it means a lot to me as I feel many girls of different ages wear makeup because they feel pressured to do so. If one is happy in their own skin, we should not be made to cover up our face with makeup. Our flaws make us who we are, and that's what makes every individual unique. According to organizers, Ralph plans to go barefaced again in the national finals in October. I am sure we will see more about this uh, as it progresses and as October approaches. Melissa, uh, good luck. Kudos from the New Thought Media Network. We really hope you do well. I'd love to see this happen. Uh, it's uh, And uh, it, this is a brave thing for any young woman to do, for any woman to do. And uh, congratulations. Uh, we really, we're, we're on your side now. Let's see what happens. We'll report back with you in uh, October, folks, when we know who wins the most, the Mists England contest all right i just went and closed a window there it is never mind next up another story from the uk uh this one is a little village that has found a way to create over the years a really fun experience they have an annual scarecrow competition now this is the first time in a few years because of the pandemic and all of that this happens in brinklow uh work at uh warwickshire and this year they had more than 80 different displays that were set up across the uh, across the system. Did I? Oh, tell me I didn't just close my stream yard. I don't see that button anymore. No, we're still there. Uh, there now we found. I found my way back, my friends. I apologize. I got a little lost there on my tabs tonight. Uh, so, uh, but there's a, there's a little bit of it. Some of the scarecrows, and I know. <clears throat> I think we just saw the ET scarecrow as well. Uh, this edition of the Brink uh, Brinklow Scarecrow Festival was well anticipated. It's just a good bit of fun, and after the last couple of years. We've had what all we can do with is said 66-year-old resident Peter Cox. Uh, Cox. Everybody goes out of their way to make wonderful scarecrows. What a great story. I encourage us, folks, this is the year. Let's get back into uh, community experiences and having those opportunities to share with friends and to share with family and, and to be a part of the neighborhood uh, in our a program earlier today, we talked a lot about the need to get back to having conversations in our communities, whether that's in our cul-de-sacs with our neighbors, and not just about how the weather is doing and whether or not your tomatoes are, are growing or not, but to have real conversations around what's happening in our country, uh, what's happening across the planet, and how we can all be a part of creating this world that works for everyone. You know, this next story reminds me a little bit of that serendipity that uh, it, it's all happening perfectly. And no matter what's going on in our lives, we've we got to remember uh, that it, it there are unexpected twists and turns. And that's what reminds me in this story. A man recently, again, we're still in England here. Uh, this is Dave Radley. Uh, back in 1968, he was a young man and he was wearing that ring that you see there. Uh, it's a nine carat gold ring, and he had been given that ring just weeks earlier when he lost the ring picking strawberries in a friend's on a friend's farm. Well, as it would happen, 
the farm never left the family. And many years later, his brother decided to con uh, his remain friends with uh, the, the young man that was the father, uh, the owner's son of the farm. Well, they got a guy with a metal detector to go out looking. Sure enough, they found the ring. These are those kinds of sentimental stories that I love because it shares with us that nothing is ever lost. And there's a good video on this one. Check out this story as well. It's over at goodnewsnetwork.org. Uh, there's a little video that goes along with this one. And it just reminds us that nothing's ever lost. Everything's happening just as it must. Everything's happening in a way that brings us to a greater understanding of ourselves. And everything, it, there's nothing lost in the universe. We just get to experience things a little bit different of a way. Hey, I'm going to take another quick break and say thank you to our organizational sponsors and those that make this network possible. That's where I share a little bit more about what we do here on the Good News Network, on the Good on the New Thought Media Network. But don't go away. We'll be back. We've got more coming and more stories coming in just a moment. This is New Thought Media Network. We look forward to it. We'll be back with you in just a minute. Stay tuned. Thank you, Center for Spiritual Living Denver, for your continued support. Thank you, Center for Spiritual Living Midtown Atlanta, for your monthly contribution. Thank you, Center for Spiritual Living North Jersey, for your monthly contribution. And please help us welcome Ohm Center for Spiritual Living in La Mesa, California. Thank you for your monthly donation. Thank you Center for Spiritual Living Seattle for your most generous donation. And a special thanks to Hefferlin Foundation for your generous technology grant. And Suze Ajit, thank you for your very generous donation. And a super special thank you to Dr. Tracy Brown, RSCP. Thanks for being a super donor. And a big shout out to all our committed donors. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to all of our committed donors and organizational sponsors. We love you. Lightworkers unite, Wayne. I agree. I'm with you 100% on that one. All right, folks, this is the good news here on Friday evenings on the New Thought Media Network. I'm so grateful you're with us. We've got a few more stories to, to cover tonight. And as is the norm, our final segment usually has those human interest stories, and today's no exception. Let's get started by introducing you to Anna, Annika Puri. Uh, Annika is 17. She recently won the 2022 Peggy Scripps Award for Science Communication. What she did is she created a prototype of a machine learning-driven software 
say all that in one sentence. She created a prototype of a machine learning driven software that analyzes movement patterns in thermal infrared videos of humans and elephants. Okay, here's what happened. Uh, Annika was recently on a trip to India and learned that elephants were still being poached for their ivory. Uh, she actually said, quote, I was, I was taken quite aback because I always thought, well, poaching is illegal. How come it really is such a big issue? Well, she learned how much of a big issue is it is, and over the past two years has developed a wildlife poacher detection system. It's based on a very simple process. An EISA camera is atta attached to an iPhone, hovers over a park, and then detects movements of elephants and humans. Can't hear the, uh, the drone. It's up too high. Uh, Puri says the software is four times more accurate than existing state-of-the-art detection methods, and it also eliminates the need for expensive high-resolution thermal cameras. Her work is getting kudos and praise. There's another video on this one as well. This is over on sunnyskies.com. Be able to check, give them the love and attention they deserve. Check them out over there as well. Okay. Dramatic rescue in Boston Harbor. Father and son went out on a fishing trip to do a little lobster uh, fishing and uh, hit some rocks. The boat took on water and they were left with nothing more than their cooler to hang on to. Luckily, somebody saw the whole thing happen, called Bar uh, Boston Harbor Patrol and the the, the patrol uh, the the police. We're already patrolling in the area. Luckily, we're able to get to the men within about 15 minutes. Now, uh, the waters were pretty cold, and that was more than enough uh, that they felt any longer, and the men could have been in, in very serious jeopardy for their lives. Uh, after 15 minutes in the frozen water, it was uh, tough enough to get them on, onto the boat. There is some pretty dramatic video there. We'll let you check that out if you wish over on thegoodnewsnetwork.org. All right, our final story tonight, folks. Um, this one, oh my gosh, oh my golly. Uh, their security video has been posted. Uh, Lori Keeney actually posted the video herself. Uh, she was in an outdoor pool, had a seizure uh, and convulsions. Her son, Gavin, 10, 10 years old, recognized something was wrong, went, jumped in, dove into the pool, was able to keep his mom's head above water. Uh, he starts yelling, the dog starts barking, and luckily Lori's uh, father, Gavin's grandfather, lived next door, was able to come over and help and support, and he's got in the water. There's dramatic video of this, but we want to say a big, huge shout out, a big, huge kudos to Gavin Keeney, uh, he was award. He was given an award by the local Kingston Police Department. Uh, presented him an award for his bravery. Lori said he's definitely my hero, and feel. Re uh, but I feel do feel he like he's my guardian angel as well. She said, "Good work, Gavin. Way to put. Uh, way to be aware. Way to pay attention, young man, and make it uh, a good a good story at the end of the day." Hey, folks, if you'd like to 
be sure send us your good news stories good news at ntmedia.org and be sure to stay tuned we've got friday's fireside chat with pastor michael right coming up next here at the top of the hour go grab a go grab a, a, a beverage or something you know you come back join us uh pastor michael's gonna have a great conversation this evening here at six and of course our evening prayer is 8 15 p.m this evening i'm rev robert i'm gonna get out of here for now thanks for being with us thanks for being a part of what we do thanks for your contributions both in physical form in consciousness and in financial ways we love you we look forward to seeing you again real soon and until then i wish you peace and richest blessings bye now <laughs>